Welcome to Finding My Yum, a sex-positive podcast celebrating all forms of sexual expression. Each week, we bring on a new guest to share their journey. We talk honestly and openly about what they're into and what sex, kinks, love, and more look like in the real world. I'm Will Lentz, and I'll be joined shortly by Jerry Courtney Austin. Today, we are joined also by Ashley Morgan to talk nudity on screen, intimacy coordinators, and more. Um, but first, uh, given the events of what's going on um, in the world today with the coronavirus pandemic, uh, we are taking precautions to uh, make sure we don't spread the virus and make sure that no one gets sick the, that doesn't need to. Um, and so for the next few weeks, I will probably be doing these intros and outros by myself. Um, but don't worry, we have a lot of episodes, a lot of really great episodes um, already in the can. So you will still get to hear those. Uh, they were recorded before this whole outbreak happened. Um, so apologies for um, anything that doesn't address them. Uh, but we want you guys to stay safe too and also to keep uh, giving you good content while you are uh, staying home and uh, making sure that you're staying healthy because that's what really matters. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you dealing with this and uh, I'm really excited about Ashley's episode. She's a great hang and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So um, enjoy. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. You see me. Ain't got no patience so let's go. Yay! Welcome to Finding My Yum. I'm so excited. We have Ashley Morgan here today, <laughs> actor, writer, creator. Uh, thank you for being here thank and you. star of the new uh, BET Plus show, Ruthless. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you for being here. We know each other through a workshop that we've done, mm -hmm. and I've seen your work, and it's phenomenal. So I'm thank super you. excited for everybody else to get to see it. In like a consistent way on an awesome new show. It's a Tyler Perry show. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> Crushing it. Um, cool. Well, uh, we're going to get into stuff about the show and um, some exciting stuff within entertainment regarding like intimacy coordinators and such like that. But um, where are you from? Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Heat? What is that? <laughs> um, I'm from the Midwest, from Akron, Ohio. Okay. So oh, what up? I'm from Kentucky. So like very close. close. Yeah, you yeah. understand. Okay. Is that, that's not the South. That's Midwest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Kentucky, I always say, is kind of like geographically Midwest, but more culturally Southern. Okay. But then we're Ohio also like, we're South of Ohio. culturally South? Southern Ohio is culturally South. Okay. But like, I'm from North, the Northeast. So that's more Midwest. Okay. It's kind of confusing if you think about it. It is really confusing because <laughs> I just imagine, well, Ohio, I wouldn't, I don't even know what defines the Midwest. Like, it, there's nothing to me that really stands out where I'm like, yeah, that's the Midwest like thing. Casserole. That's okay. pretty much it. Did you eat casserole? Yeah. <laughs> I miss Cracker Barrel. I'm not going to lie. I just opened up one. That's why I said that. Look Wait, at me. where? Camarillo. Okay. Oh, I'll you try. are a chain restaurant. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. So I'm obsessed with chain restaurants. Okay. I mean, What's your Ashley favorite? Is it Red Lobster? No. Actually, it was TGI Fridays, and I used to work there for six years. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Me. You know what I really like is Applebee's. They have this really delicious appetizer pizza, like veggie pizza thing. Mm. That's like the best thing I've ever had. Um, there's one at Camarillo, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Camarillo. go. I know after, they all are. People are like, where? After, okay. this, after this recording, we're going to go. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, um, live in Akron, Ohio. Do you have siblings? I do have a lot of siblings. You have a lot? How many? Um, well, my little brother is on my maternal side. Okay. And we live together, gang, gang. And I have like... Right. Out here in LA. Yeah. Right. 
six siblings on my father's side. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. Lots of kids. Did you grow, all grow up in the same nope. house? No. I have, so my daddy's old, but who? So my younger two siblings are the only siblings at the same parents. So, okay. so there's seven of us. Okay. So five of us all have different moms. Wow. So wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Five of you have different moms. So there's six moms. So where did you, who did you live with primarily then? I didn't know my dad till I was like 12. Okay. I never, I've never lived with my dad. Got it. I've only lived with my mom and stepdads. So you lived with your younger brother? My whole life. Okay. Until he moved out. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> um, so what was your like sex education or impression of like sex and love and relationships when you were growing up? Or even like, I, this is interesting, nudity. Did you see, so my, uh, my mom growing up was pretty strict in terms of content that I watched. And so any movie or film or TV or anything like she would cover my eyes. So I didn't see sex scenes or any kind of nudity or anything like that until I want to say I was like 17 or 18. So like all of these movies, I saw like three quarters of them. Because <laughs> Jerry was <laughs> watching behind the hands. Yeah, like, yeah. So I like I didn't actually there was like big story plot lines that I missed because like, you know, sex and nudity is integral yeah. to the story sometimes. Um, I feel like it's funny. I was talking to my friend about this the other day about like, were we ever really taught consent? And I feel like we weren't. No. So we don't really know what yes and what no means. Correct. And as someone who studied uh, communication, body language is a form of communication. Yeah. Nonverbal cues are a form of communicating. So it can be confusing if, you know, your body's saying something, you know, is it, we don't know. So I was like, well, when did I even learn about sex? I feel like it was D.A.R.E. Oh, the D.A.R.E. program? I but I think we did like D.A.R.E. And then like, I don't remember. This was like fifth grade. I think it was like D.A.R.E. And like we, we had like a minor thing about sex, but we were so young that we didn't know what they were even sure. talking about. And I'm like, why would you present this to us when we don't really know what it means anyway? Yeah. Um. So I think I, I think that's how I was introduced. And I... I feel like the first time I saw sex was with The Sims. <laughs> Wait, what? Did they have sex on The they Sims? They woohooed. But like, it would be... <laughs> <laughs> they woohooed. They would go, woohoo. What a like synthesized way of how we present sex it in this was, country, They right? would go... Like, immediately like, woohoo. They would woohoo. <laughs> literally. So like, <laughs> they would get naked and it'd be all fuzzy, which you could turn the fuzzies off if you wanted to. You could? Could you see like dick and tits? I don't remember because I was always like, <laughs> like a little triangle for a vagina. Oh, yeah, this is like early, <laughs> like like late '90s, early 2000s, and then they would jump in the bed and they would woohoo and they would jump out, <laughs> and like the sheets of moon. I'm serious. You should look it up. I don't think you're not serious. It's so That's good. Hysterical. And then I would like sneak. This is so embarrassing. I would sneak at night and watch like Real Sex on HBO. Okay. And so did they, what was that show though? Because a couple people have mentioned that to me. That <laughs> I, I think you told Real me. Real sex, take to it. the streets. I don't even remember like the show. I just remember the part where they go take to the streets and they go out and ask people about sex on the street. And it was like on HBO, it was like, like I mean late, like maybe two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I remember like, ooh, what are they talking about? But I didn't really know. Yeah. And then in, in regards to what you said, like I remember the first time, my mom would kick my brother and I out like if they were having sex. I remember watching Batman Forever and like <laughs> Seal started playing and I was like, you guys need to go downstairs. I'll let you know when you can right, come back. like a music cue most times. Yeah, too. I still yeah. remember that. I remember 
the the window being open and like the curtain moving and then I had to leave. <laughs> yeah. And I came back after. Which is funny because I think a lot of the scenes even my mom like covered my eyes for like weren't they weren't like flat, you know, they were like two silhouettes behind uh, whatever. They weren't like, you know, penetration. Like, uh, like it wasn't porn. So I wasn't because I didn't even know what sex was. I remember reading a book and being like, oh, you know, when you have sex, it has to be this like firework thing. And then reading this like young adult fiction and she was <laughs> describing how they were having sex and it was silent and very awkward. And I was like, well, that's wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. we don't i remember read a sex book but i don't my mom oh like, a sex book like an ana, anatomical yeah but it was like okay. it was more like i never read the book i just oh, there's like like three pages that just like positions so it was like hey but like we never yeah. actually read the book but i don't my mom is pretty open like if i ever had a question about something but i never i think we had a talk i just don't remember yeah it sounds really bad did you talk about it with your siblings at all like were you no Mm-mm. How? Where do you fit in the age range? My sibling, my father's side were close, but not like that close. Yeah. And by the time I met them, I was already having sex. <laughs> oh sure. So I mean, I'm the third oldest. You had sex at twelve? No, I met my dad at twelve. Oh okay. I, I was like, my, that's cool. But <laughs> wow, no, I didn't have sex till I was in a sophomore year. Okay. I was so prude up until then too, which is really weird. I went straight for it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I never talked to it with my other siblings. My brother and I, know because that's weird. Even now, I mean, unless, like, I, I yell at him, I feel like he's, like, leading people on, because I feel like he's doing that. Sorry for anybody who's not there. But I feel like he's, like, leading people <laughs> on sometimes, and I know it's unintentional, but sure. I feel like from a woman's perspective, if you're having sex with them, it just says something. Right. So. Well, and if you're not having a conversation about it, like, I think you can do it recreationally, right. but if both people aren't on the same page. Right, or if one person has feeling i feel like you have to create boundaries totally and if that person has more feelings and you know this then you need to respect that and yeah say no because i know like what this might lead to or might make you feel right exactly yeah so yeah i mean i think that we should encourage that more anyways like talking about consent communication is and even opening the communication door from the beginning more and more conversations that we have of like you know if you're talking even about your relationship status or what you want, right. like that just opens the door to like in the bedroom when things right. are, you know, getting more physical and intimate, like, Oh, I don't like this. I'm not comfortable with this. I don't feel good anymore. You know? Right. Um, yeah. Especially like holding space for like trauma responses mm-hmm. and stuff too, uh, is something that I feel like we should all be trained in general. Yeah. Of just like, this is, this is what it looks like. Right. This is how you can hold space for somebody mm-hmm. and not take it personally because it's not personal. Right. I think, too, just being honest with what you want. I think sometimes, well, at least for myself, I don't speak for other people. Like, I've liked someone and, like, um, but still wanted to have sex with them. So even though I would have my feelings hurt and have expectations, sure. I would still do it. Yeah, so now I've created too. these boundaries where I'm like, no, like, if you don't want this and I, I feel strongly about you, then I don't think that we should be intimate right now yeah which is amazing congratulations <laughs> like i mean so adult. 30 years later <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying i'm perfect at it but no but it's like it is like a conscious decision of like i i'm gonna only accept what i want right and that's a big deal right um well okay so let's let's dive into uh sort of your acting career and stuff mm-hmm. so the first 
What the first role that you booked, like the first TV role, was on a show called Snowfall on mm-hmm. FX, and so it's a huge show. Yeah, it's fun. It's about, yeah. it's about. It's actually really cool if you don't know what it is. Um, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's about um, uh, crack being introduced to the hood in the eighties. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so oh, it's cool. like I remember my mom talked about like when crack was introduced to like black people in the eighties. So it's a whole. That's what the premise of the show is about. Where's it set? In Los Angeles. Oh, cool. Like, <laughs> nice. I don't. I think it's Inglewood. I'm not sure, but it, in in LA. Nice. So that was your first co-star. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was that role? That was my first like te- anything that yeah. was like. It was, <laughs> I played a sugar baby. Nice. Which is like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like. Which is the same as me. I play strippers and hookers. And I loved it. Yeah. And I was like, where are my real sugar daddies at? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I was. Out, hello. Yeah. I was excited. <laughs> and, and I remember. Um, so my agent was like, oh, like there's two scenes. The first scene you're like in your little tennis outfit because you're like a little tennis player or whatever. And the second <laughs> scene you're naked. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> what? Did and you know that going into the audition? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, but, and I, I, this is interesting, like, talking about it now. I felt like, and I hate to say this, but I, I felt like, um, I don't know how comfortable I felt being naked, but I wanted the role. Yeah, of and course. I was like, am I contradicting my morals? Is this something I care about, or is it something I feel like other people are going to care about? Sure. And which I think is a really important conversation yeah. and question to ask and is super muddied mm-hmm. because, you know, d- women are put into a position where I think that that question comes up way more often, especially with these smaller roles. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't think men are just asked to like drop trowel um, as like a co-star or something. Right. Like it's more it's more for women. But it is the thing of like. I want to celebrate the female body and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Right. But we're not necessarily there as a society yet where that is how it's viewed. Yeah. And, and not even for me, like I don't care about other people. It's just like my family. Okay. Like, do I want my brothers or my brother's friends to yeah. see me naked? You know? And I'm like, but why should it matter? Why do I care? Cause I, I don't care personally. Okay. Um, so I remember I was like going back and forth and then, I was, I mean, what was this, five years ago? So I was like 25. I remember I like, called my mom. I was so scared to tell my mom. And I was like, but I don't care. I, I, right. I, it was this like thing. And I was like, well, I'm in the pool. So my, my second scene, I was like in the pool naked. So you don't see anything. And it's nighttime. And it's not like there's like a bright light just flashing on my <laughs> vagina. Like, right. And <laughs> a beacon. Vagina yeah. Cut to vagina. Ah. <laughs> and vagina shot. Perfect. Zoom in, Moving please. On. <laughs> so like, and it wasn't. The central, it wasn't a central part of the story, but I remember um, I was really nervous and they're like, you know, you can wear like a little, a little, like, I call it a pussy patch, but it's like <laughs> a modesty patch sure. um, and pasties. Like you can wear that. I'm like, put them in the pool. So they're going to come off. And then I was nervous, like the whole, even though it was a private set and the AD, was it the AD? Yeah, it was, or was it the director? The AD pulled me aside. He's like, this isn't some like silly shit. Like you're protected. Like there'll be no phones. There's a closed set. Like, I make sure if I see anything, oh, okay. I'll say something. Very and what year was this? 2015 <clears throat> or 16. Okay. And was what was the contractual, um, like, setup for that then? Was, was Nudity writer. Yeah. There's always a nudity writer, but there wasn't an intimacy coordinator back then. Right. But you kind of just goes, so, like, the nudity writer just kind of goes over what is asked of you. 
so, and legally so you can sign and say that you your consent right. basically right um and so i you know i agreed to it and I was but embedded within that because so it was said that it wasn't there wasn't going to be any new any nudity shown on the actual show right or I no don't. let me see if i still have it i don't know Okay, well, cause it, because it was for network, I imagine that there had to be. But then were there parameters around, if you remember, like how it was supposed to be handled while you were like naked on set? Like if there was any specificity of like, you know, you have a robe immediately or like these are the people who are even allowed to be there. I don't remember. I, I, I know. I don't remember contractually what it said, like each clause. Yeah. But I do remember what was verbally said to me. Okay. And they were like, um, the, um, it was wardrobe. Because like, I guess since they, you know, see sure. it anyway. Sure. So like wardrobe was the, on it every single time. Oh, wow. Like, so like in between takes, because the water was, was not heated, I got out and they were always right there with the towel cool. wrapped around me. And they had like a diver's robe to keep me warm because it was cold. Oh, that's nice. And like, they kept me, like they, I felt very safe with them. Okay. And, um. But still, everyone still had to see me naked, like the crew and cast. And sure. I, so then I, but then I remember too, like this is work. I mean, people maybe have been staring, but I was like, but it's work. Right. And no one said anything uncomfortably to me or like tried to make a, make a pass or be funny because that would have been really inappropriate to me. Yeah. Um. So no one ever did that, but I do remember feeling I felt safe with the, with the um, wardrobe there. But I mean, I, I don't know how it would have felt. They're like, okay, so now we need you to walk out of the pool. Sure. And not, that's not in my contract, but, you know, I wouldn't when have known. When you're on set, right. Right. Absolutely. I was screen. It was the first thing I ever did. I yeah. wouldn't have known. I would have been like, okay. And I would have done something I didn't feel comfortable with right. because I thought that's what I was supposed to or had to do. Yeah. Even though I could have called my agent, but it was like late. But still, and like, like when you're in that moment. You don't know. I booked a, <clears throat> one of the first things I did was a pilot presentation where I was like one of the leads and it was uh, a stripper story like behind the scenes basically like an office place um stripper comedy and we had a nudity writer that i wasn't nobody was supposed to have any nudity right this was also non-union and so the night before they send out the script and in the actual script it says i'm supposed to be topless like faced backwards so you you can only see my back but i was like that's totally out of the bounds of what I'm interested in doing anyways. And so I called my manager and he basically, he was not wonderful and he made me handle it. So I had to call like production and be like, Hey, this is not something that I'm comfortable with. This is also not what we talked about. And then it became an issue on set where they were like, okay, well we're trying, you know, like we heard you don't feel comfortable with this, whatever. And I was like, this shouldn't even be a question. Like you have outlined exactly what you expected of me. And then it wasn't a closed set. And I had um, extras coming up to me asking if I was an actual stripper. And like, it was so oh inappropriate. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is such a, you know. And at the time, I wanted the job. Mm-hmm. And it was like 125 for the day or something like that. Because it was non-union and it wasn't going anywhere. But yeah, I remember being like, okay, well, this is just part of the job. Like, there's nothing. I don't even know how to ask for more or demand more because I it didn't even enter my thought process that it I should be mm-hmm. or that I deserved more mm-hmm. you know and you feel stuck because you're like well I do want this job but mm-hmm. also like I'm feeling violated right and uncomfortable yeah, yeah and like not taken care of that's crazy I can't believe 
excuse me, your, your manager had you take care of it. Like, how oh, inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> and then they came up to you. Like, that's why I love the intimacy coordinator because then right. she's a good liaison. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's go on. So, so now with the BNC Plus show, um, so this character had um, nudity on screen. This character had full nudity, yeah. Full nudity. So when I auditioned for the so I auditioned for one of the leads and I felt like I had a good audition or whatever and then I was like but I didn't feel right for the role yeah but I was like okay it's fine so then my manager was like oh you have a next day appointment same show different character there is no breakdown but I remember seeing that it was like it was full nudity was on the breakdown though okay and I was like oh it's BET again I'm like falling into the FCC they can't yeah. show nudity yeah so I was like okay I don't mind and so um the audition piece like I I disrobe and she the the show's about a, a sex cult or a cult and um the elder mother and i i'm one of the cult members the elder mother is like our cult mother and she like makes a comment about my breasts and i was like okay it's bt they're gonna like just show neck up yeah and so i was like cool i can, I can do this so then um i got pinned and i was like pinned and i was like cool and then um then my my manager my agent called me like oh like they want to book you but we have to go over like the nudity and I was like yeah but it's BT it's fine <laughs> it's, it's fine and my my agent was like no she's like I think it's like everything like it's full nudity and it's BT plus so it's a streaming service so it'd be like Netflix where yeah. they can show anything right. can or show HBO anything. where they yeah, can yeah. show anything and then I felt terror and I was like oh my gosh like now, now I'm like freaking out. I'm like, do I feel comfortable with this? And I had to call my mom again. Sure. Now I'm like 30. And so uh, just to go back on the, the Snowfall show, like after you did it and after it aired, like did you have a good conversation with your family or like they how didn't did you see feel? Anything. Okay. So it was, it was totally, honestly, it's so quick that like, yeah. unless you saw it, you, you honestly, you really don't see anything. It just looks like what it looks like when you're swimming in the pool. Got it. Um, so there was like no conversation to be had. But with this, I was like, talking to my auntie talking <laughs> I told my brother and like they're super, super supportive sure. and um but I was still nervous I was like I don't know then I was like my insecurities are coming out because it's like one thing to like be implied or to see the back or to see the right. side so my agent was like well let's go over what you're comfortable with and I have a female agent not that it matters but it to me it, I think it's it could be no, helpful that's it's no, it's true. There's something like it. It's a different relationship. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, I do these all the time. Like, don't worry. I felt so comfortable. And she's like, what are you comfortable with? I told her, I was like, I'm comfortable with topless and back and side. And that's it. And she's like, okay, I'll let them know. But on my mind, I'm like, I'm kept thinking like, this is what I comfortable with, but I also don't want to jeopardize the job. Still yeah. thinking about that. No, and I'm like, of course. And it's yeah. sad that I, I'm like, why I should care more about how comfortable I am than a job. Yes. <laughs> you know? And... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and, and I think that that goes back to that like struggle of like having to even have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's amazing that you still stood up for what you wanted and mm -hmm. how you how you felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. And they still cast you and yeah. wanted to work with you. But also, I, I took a moment and I, I took everyone else's opinions aside. I was like, mm -hmm. what do I feel comfortable with? Sure. And my agent, she's like, you know, um, like I, she's like, I will let the the legal team know what you're comfortable with and I remember she's like at the the intimacy coordinator calls you like call me and like so they sent me so what happens they send you over like the nudity writer and for this project they sent me every scene that was intimate it wasn't even naked but like 
oh, like, oh, you kiss right. or he holds you. And I was like, oh, so intimacy actually does include intimacy, not just Which is so having cool. Sex. And so I'm so excited about yeah. this. Yeah. And like it, it highlighted <clears throat> excuse me, every part that was like, I can't even show it to you. I'll show you. Every part that was like um, intimate and um, I was like, okay, so I feel comfortable with this. And then the intimacy coordinator called me and I was nervous. I was like, how oh, should I call my agent? And I was like, oh, I'm going to call my agent. And like, she tried to like, she was, she's really nice. But she was like, okay, so, you know, uh, what about a modesty patch? And my agent was like, no, I already told you she's not doing that. Right. She's like, what about a, so you can do like a, I don't even know what the real word is called, but like a fake vagina where they just kind of put hair there and oh they put <laughs> it's like, like a patch yeah i think i don't even know what it is i was like i don't want that and my agent was like no again i told you ashley's not comfortable with that like it's just topless and that's it yeah and i remember thinking like feeling so empowered that like someone was speaking on my behalf and didn't make me feel like well you should take this job because you don't know when the next opportunity 100%. is gonna come around yeah she's like no no and even like so then like that happened and then we get on set and um the intimacy coordinator introduced herself to me. Yeah, so okay, so so just to to track the trajectory. So you get the nudity writer, they agree to the terms that you had set out. You mm-hmm. get the nudity writer mm-hmm. that outlines exactly mm-hmm. what you wanted mm-hmm. and um and then the intimacy coordinator calls you before it where they su- mm-hmm. okay, so you touch base so that you guys understand mm-hmm. exactly what's going on and like mm-hmm. the speci- the specifics of what. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, and then you get to set. Mhm. And she introduced herself to me. Um, and then they hadn't cast my the guy I play opposite of yet. So she's like, when he gets here, like we'll all sit down and talk and see what everyone feels comfortable with. And um, so, yeah, so then the, f- <coughs> Jesus, so flimmy. the first <laughs> scene was the topless scene. And I remember I was really nervous, and she was there. And um, she was like, oh, you know, this is what's going to happen. You have the wardrobe here. They're going to do this for you. Like, it's this, blah, blah, blah. Like, and she was just there. And, like, she was also, like, so when I was filming, because it was closed set. Right. And so what, can you just say, like, what does a closed set mean as opposed to an open set? Closed set is nobody's there unless they are needed to be there. Okay. But with Tyler Perry, she's with four cameras. So it's a there's lot of still people. a lot of people there. <laughs> right. And so any any extra people, any grips, um, uh, wardrobe, makeup artists, ADs, anyone that's not supposed to be in that room is not there. Got it. But they can still watch. The, they can still watch. And, and actually, I don't think they can watch. They and they can't be able watch. They no. video village and watch the monitors, right? Not even just video village. Any any playback. Any. They can't watch it. Oh, okay. I believe. I believe so. Oh, interesting. Which makes sense. Yeah, because they. But the intimacy totally. coordinator was because she has to watch and make sure. Of course. That everything is happening according to the way it's supposed to. And then, um, yeah, I did my scene, and I. And so she, the intimacy coordinator job is there to be an advocate for you right so they have the writer and they have the contract and they understand exactly what you've agreed to and they're there to help if something is out of bounds of that yeah I don't know if I wonder I don't know if I would say advocate or liaison okay because I feel like they work for both right okay so they work for the production company and they work for me to make sure that I'm comfortable and they're still getting what they need got it so I guess they are still advocating, but also they work for both parties. So sure. Um, yeah. So they're kind of there to make sure that what is what was said and agreed on is actually happening, and that there's something I feel uncomfortable with. I can go to the intimacy coordinator, opposed to having to go to the director. Sure. So then they're not coming to me like, oh, like your incident, like right. you didn't feel comfortable doing this. Right. Or the, the, then she'll come to me like, hey, she or he will be like, 
you know, this is what's happening. What, what are you not feeling kind of about? Let me go tell the director. Cool. Um, Did that ever come up at all? No. No. And honestly, they had. So, again, my character required full nudity, although I was only doing topless. So I had um, body doubles there. Whoa. Which was cool. And they were so cool. They were ready, too. Yeah? Like, they were ready every single time. Like, they were in their their robes. Like, watch. The one girl was so sweet. She was like, I was watching where your hands were going, your legs were going. She's like, I was ready to jump in. And I love that because if we're not comfortable doing something, there are people who are. Yeah. Who don't mind. Totally. And I loved the empowerment. I'm like, oh, wow, if I don't feel like showing my vagina, this girl's like, I'll do it. I'm fine. I love, I love that. Do you, do you have any consideration of the fact that like nobody's going to know that you had a body double necessarily? So regardless of whether you showed it or not, they're going to assume like right. you can't control anybody else. I'm just curious if those, right. if that thought. A couple, a couple of the guys were saying that, like, even if it's not me, it's still my likeness. Sure. And like, um, but uh, that's interesting. I, I thought about that, but I was also like, again, this is a profession. Sure. This is my job. Yeah, and you're fulfilling a role. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, it's, it's just as acting, and I, I get to choose what roles I feel comfortable being nude or likeness of nude in. Sure. So this was like a cult and a weird cult and like yeah that's what happens right but would i want to be like gang banged in the back alley of something and they're showing maybe not and right. that's not no no tino shade no lemonade to anybody else sure. just for me personally i don't i don't mind telling a story and i'm naked and it, it, it i have to integral into yeah yeah if, it, if the guy's just like and now you're gonna be naked no yeah because people do that and right. i'm like i don't think and i personally don't feel like it's ever necessary to see a vagina on on camera we don't see penises all the time right we, we know what a penis looks like why do we have to see the vagina yeah i don't think i mean we, we are a smart culture where we know okay so they're having sex we don't have to see that to know right. what's happening yeah the only thing i haven't and and i would f- like i've thought about this too if i was asked or if i booked like a bigger role you know what would i do in that situation as well but there is something to making it normalized so that, you know, there was this amazing program that I watched in England when I was there and it was a sex education program. And basically they just brought up, I think I've talked about this before, but they brought up like seven different women completely naked, all different body types, all different types of boobs, all different types of vagina, pubic hair, like, and it was amazing. And then they talked like viscerally and graphically about periods and like what they looked like, um, what the like, what it was made of and stuff like that. And it was amazing because it wasn't stigmatized. It wasn't because like for sexual, whatever. It was really just to be like, this Education. is the human body and all of them are beautiful. Right. It doesn't have to look a particular way. So I feel like if we can start moving forward towards that, that will help us all mm-hmm. in like a tiny way of being like, oh, okay, I don't have to be shameful about like what's underneath my clothes. Right. You know? I think too, I, like for me, I, I don't mind being naked. I don't mind nudity if it, if it's necessary for the story. Sure. Like, um, I mean, I look at Amelia Clark and she's like, I will never yeah. be naked again. Right. After she did her nudity scene and, there were times when she was nude, but we didn't see it, but we still knew what was happening, you know? Right. So I just felt when like... When she didn't have an advocate, like, she talks about how Jason Momoa was, like, the person he who was. was helping her be like, this is inappropriate, this is not okay. And I love that he stood up for her. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's that's the thing. She probably felt the same way. Well, this of is course. a great role, and 
maybe she wasn't 100% comfortable being yeah. naked or maybe she was but still wasn't protected or felt safe. Right. So it's another she, thing. If she you, commented on a podcast that like she got the role and then she found out how much nudity it was and she was like, oh, this is the caveat. Like this is this is the price to pay mm-hmm. in order to be able to do this. Yeah. yeah. And another thing too with an intimacy coordinator, it's not even just about my about like oh like going through the legal stuff of being naked it's also like when you're on set being safe right so now i've agreed to be naked now i've agreed to have a sex scene i've agreed to have a rape scene i need someone there to make sure that i'm comfortable and safe right and i remember um i had to do a sex scene but it was it was um you couldn't see anything so but my my little body double was still there and sag came to set i've never also ever had sag come to set. this happened in atlanta i should say that right i never had sag come to set before and the SAG correspondent was like, oh, like, how do you feel? She's like, oh, I was like, I'm thankful for this intimacy intimacy coordinator. She's like, yeah, we're trying to implement this more. I was like, I'm so grateful for this. I was like, it's very helpful. And she's like, yeah, something new we're doing. And even our intimacy coordinator, she's like, there's only four of us. So she was like, I am going everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because they film, like, think about how many projects they film in one day, even just here. So, like, I know they're trying to get more and they're, like, implementing it more. And I think SAG actually sent out an email about like intimacy coordinators and like how they're implementing it a lot more. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think SAG coming to set is important too. I feel like they should yeah. be there to um, make sure things are running according to plan totally. and follow up and accountability. I feel like, yeah. And I feel like there should be intimacy coordinators for non-union projects yeah. because everybody needs to be protected. Yep. Whether you're within union or not. Well, and I think it's cool. Like exactly what you just said is sort of, it mirrors exactly what we've been talking about consent, right? Like mm-hmm. the initial yes does not mean that it's a yes all the way around. So right. like even though you've signed a contract doesn't mean that like if things aren't don't go the way that they, they're planned or even if you don't feel comfortable or something goes awry, like you still have a right to say no. Mm-hmm. Just because it's legally binding, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Uh, super interesting, Harvey Weinstein's lawyer, they just wrote an article about consent specifically and how they're trying to create a legal document that would like offer consent yes and it's not that like it's not that black and white right like it's still the thing where like nice yeah but like you said it's not yes always it starts a conversation which i think is the coolest part but it doesn't do anything else like there's no way that it can because they were talking about would it hold up in court and and so it's like, mm. it's nice to see that they're following through, especially SAG and the intimacy yeah. coordinator. Were the body doubles, did the intimacy coordinator also work with mm-hmm. them? Mm-hmm. Cool. She worked with everybody like um, who was intimate or, or nude. Yeah. So yeah, she worked with them too. Um, and I just, I felt very safe. Like even Tyler Perry made sure that I was safe yeah. and I was okay. And like, you know, when the scene were done, I, that I, and I, one, one day she wasn't able to be there because she'd be on another project. And she was like, she texted me. I got her phone number. She's like, hey, I won't be there, but text me if you need me. My agent also called me and was like, you text me whenever if you don't yeah. feel comfortable. She's like, and um, the wardrobe girl who I gotten really close to was like, we'll be there for you. And she 100%, like no matter what, she's like, had my, she had a towel up. Yeah. She had a robe up. She was like making sure like, it, I just felt protected and safe. Yeah. And I, that's one less thing to worry about on set. And right. I, I love that for like. Well, and that inhibits your ability to do the work too. If yeah. you're like constantly worrying. It's like, so the first big role that I did was on Atypical on Netflix. And I was supposed to make out with one of the leads. And I remember showing up and like, this wasn't a thing yet. This was in early, early, like January, 2017. And I remember just being like, well, that's part of the job. I'm supposed to just 
show up, make out with this person that I've never met before and then leave. And and there was relatively no discussion. I I was making out with Nick Dadani, who is an amazingly lovely human being. And so, you know, we were fine and he was delightful and I felt very comfortable. But I would have loved to have somebody there to just even have a conversation and be like, where are you? What are you comfortable with? Where are, are you comfortable with hands here? Like what kind of kissing even? Because, you know, there's different like yeah. tongue. No, you know, whatever. Like what are we looking for in this right. scene? Um, and I know that time and money is obviously a thing, but I I appreciate that now they're making this a priority. Yeah, but also like, so they sit you together and then separate. Yeah. So if he oh, I love doesn't that. feel comfortable with something, not even just women, but also men. Yeah, of course. So if he doesn't feel comfortable with something, he can let her know and she can let me know instead of him having to tell me. Right. You know, so then if he doesn't feel comfortable telling me. So it was like nice that we had a conversation together and like what we felt comfortable with. So then when we're filming, it's also happened before we were filming. Sure. So then we were filming, it wasn't, like why did why did you, like he touches me and then I feel uncomfortable but we're filming you know right. like all the un, like uncomfortableness and appropriateness was taken care of beforehand Which so it's very so helpful cool. it's, yeah and then you could just do the work exactly it's like it's like like you know gossip scenes when you touch someone and mm-hmm. you should have that conversation what do you feel comfortable with yeah because if not then it can throw you off and it can again we don't know traumas we don't know triggers right what if you know he kisses me and he grabs my neck, but he doesn't know that I was strangled before or something, you know, then it, sure. and, but it like works good in the scene, but then it's this weird thing. And I, I love that we were able to have a conversation before I was like, Hey, these are what my boundaries are. Those are what yeah. his boundaries are. And then the intimacy coordinator would come in like, Hey, what are you comfortable with? Right. I talked to, you know, so-and-so he's comfortable with it. He might, or like he's what he's comfortable with. And then like, it's just a yeah. nice, it was just really nice. Cause I didn't have to worry about, I felt safe with yeah. my partner. Because at the end of the day, it's a scene partner. Right. Like, I'm, and like he, <laughs> I don't want to put all his business out there, but um, <laughs> there's some things that he didn't read that he didn't know about. And I was like, well, you need to always read your contract. And he was really nervous. And I was like, I'm your scene partner. Like, like at least trust that I will help you. We'll sure. get through this scene together. And like we really did. And he thanked me after. He's like, thank you so much for like, uh, just like being there to support me in this moment when I felt X, Y, Z. And I was like, of course, like, yeah, that's also what we're here for. When there's the boundaries and there's the trust there, you're able to actually like connect and work and play. And I mean, that goes, I think for like any kind of sexual interaction or intimate interaction in real life as well. But even in, in acting in the work is like, when you have parameters, then you can really just like authentically play because you're like, I know we're in this space Mm -hmm. and I'm still going to check in with the person, but like then we have sort of this way to go and Mm -hmm. we can just like go off and sort of lose ourselves in that space because it's already been defined. Right, and you feel respected Yeah. and you feel like you can respect the other person. And then, you know, it was something that I I really, really appreciated because I didn't know what to expect going into it. Sure. And I have never... I mean, I was naked on snowfall, but you couldn't see anything. Yeah. So then also just like the psyche of like what you're feeling. Like, oh, I'm a little nervous. And like, right. you know, the end of the is like, oh, you'll be fine. You know, it's you don't f- let me know, though, if you start to feel whatever. But yeah. like, it's just nice to feel like, OK, like there's someone here who can. Someone here who if I have a problem, I can go to. Yeah. And I feel like it's, I don't feel like I'm going to be like yelled at or talked down to yeah. or like, well, you know, that's what you agreed to. You should, you know, um, I, I loved feeling safe. Yeah. So how do you feel? Now? When does the show come out? March 19th. Ah, I'm, soon. I'm still feel? so nervous. Actually, you know what? It's so weird. I talked to my mom again the other day 
and I was like, yeah, you know, the show's coming out. Like, I, I feel comfortable being topless. And my mom was like, you know what? She said, like, I feel comfortable being topless, too. And I was like, <laughs> Look at okay, mom. your mom. That's awesome. And she's like, she didn't feel comfortable about something else just because of her, her like, an insecurity she has. But she said she felt comfortable being topless. And I was like, when my mom said that, even though we've talked about this, like, 25 times, I was like, ooh, if my mom feels comfortable being topless, even though I'm, like, so old, I, no, I still it's feel. still, like, it's, like, this It's a Midwest thing. Yeah, like, privileged. Midwest almost. people, we don't, it's matter how old you are, you know, I just, I felt like. Permission, that was what yeah, yeah, we're also very well, closed-minded and one-track-minded about things, and it's hard right. for us to be open, so I, I feel like I carry that with me sometimes, even though I'm very open. Yeah. I still feel like, oh, well, I don't want other people to think I'm this because I do this. Sure. And that's, I, I yeah, just, you don't want to get shouldn't matter. If I feel comfortable with it, then it shouldn't matter what other people think. I think we all have those thoughts, but to keep going through it and, and moving through it is exciting. Um, yes. Okay, so March 19th, BET Plus. Is it, are, do they dump shows onto that or is it come out? I don't weekly? know. Okay. Um, so I start episodes, so there's 24 episodes. Okay. I start episode 10. All right. And that's the first episode where you're going to see your girl in all her glory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Uh, well, where can people find you if they want to just, hang out and see what else you're working on and all the amazing mm. stuff you're doing. I don't tweet that much. I always like give out my Twitter when I realize I don't tweet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess Instagram, mm-hmm. Ashley Morgan, awesome. A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H-M-O-R-G-H-A-N. Amazing. Um, well, I can't wait to see the show. And thank yeah. you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Woohoo! Did you like that, Cherry? I did that for you. Uh, and Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you were a delight. Everyone make sure to go see her on TV. Uh, she's the best. So thanks again for joining us. Um, to all of our listeners out there, uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Um, join us uh, on Instagram or Facebook at Finding My Yum Podcast or email us at findingmyyum at gmail.com. Uh, share us with a friend. Um, reach out to us. Uh, if you have a great idea for a topic we haven't covered or a guest that might be great to have on the show, we would love to have them. Um, otherwise, stay healthy, uh, stay yummy, and keep enjoying yourself. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>